So I read that Zemeckis originally offered Sidney Poitier to be the president, which is just like such an obvious choice. To be like a fake president or to like play Bill Clinton? Well, you know, a lot of people considered Bill Clinton the first black president. So, but no, yeah. So, <laughs> they, was, as it was coming out of my mouth, I was like, wait, Sydney Poitier is black. Never mind. <laughs> yep, yeah, there we go. I finally watched. I finally watched. I finally watched. I finally watched. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of I Finally Watched. I'm Milan. And this is David. And today we finally watched Contact. I have been wanting to do this movie for so long. And um, I I think I pushed for the uh, for the like the sci-fi month solely so we could just fit this in it. I thought we did it because we're doing Alien 3. Uh, second reason, second best reason. I was tricked. Uh, I don't know. There's like, there's so much behind this movie that I've just seen, like on TikTok and reels and clips all over the place. And I'm just like, this looks like either the most interesting movie or like it could be like one of the most poorly executed movies. Which was it? I think it was really good. I really enjoyed it. What worried me was like the time that it was made. I was hoping that I was like, oh, please don't be bad. Like, please don't be overly ambitious. Don't be ambitious. I think it was pretty, pretty ambitious. I am. So just to get into it, I enjoyed it. I did feel like. The direction of the movie, not the director, but like kind of the story and like the way the story was told and all that. I was like, just an odd choice that didn't I didn't like as much, but I still okay. liked the movie overall. Um, OK, I, I mean, just in the end, ending with like a, a hearing where they're like wanting her to admit that she's lying about <laughs> like what she saw. She's like, I can't. I just can't do it. <laughs> well, it's her arc, right? It's like the whole thing leading up to it is like Matthew McConaughey's character was like trying to push her in faith. And she's like, no, I'm like the most anti-religious person you could ever meet. And then like at the end of it, she's like, oh, I get it now. Like I get faith and belief and I get the 95% of population and why they're so keen on the whole religion thing. Yeah, I just meant like the way in which it ended, like to me, an anticlimactic way of ending it where you like you have this cool bit of her going to Pensacola, apparently, and meeting her dad again um, to come back and then just have like this one scene where James Woods is like, you're a liar. Um, <laughs> yeah. For no reason. But then afterwards to be like. I mean, I don't want to get too far into it because I just want to talk about it at the end because actually parts of the ending I like. And I like, like I said, I like the movie overall. It just, it's just like a weird direction. And I, it was a little, it's a little too long. Like it, okay. it, it needed, it needed some more editing, I think. But overall, like I liked it. I, I called you a little bit before, you know, earlier today before we sat down and did this. And I was like, hey, I know you didn't finish the movie, um, but whatever way this is like, you think the movie is going to end, you're wrong. And 
for me, I was like, oh, I know how the movie's going to end about like halfway, maybe a little bit more in the film. Uh, I, when they when they were like, oh, this is the transporter. Like this is this is the design for a transporter. I was like, oh, I know how this movie's going to end. And I was wrong. Would you like to hear how I thought it was going to end? I'm like actually pretty excited to hear this. So I thought that she, you know, by plot was going to be the one who has to go, which she was. And then when she gets there, like the whole beginning was like, can't like when she was little. Can I reach mom through my satellites? And then the dad's like, there's no satellite big enough. And I was like, is this like a, a thing, like a metaphor for heaven or whatever? And I was like, what would be funny or not funny, but what would be interesting would be if she got transported and met her mom and dad. But like, really not like aliens trying to pretend to be her because of her mind or whatever, but like really met her and and was like, OK, I believe in in like an afterlife. I believe in, in a higher power. And then she was sent back to be like, I get it now, which it's funny because it gets there. But like you, your complaint about it being too long. So many things has to happen for that her to be like, I get it now. And I'm just thinking in my head, she's going to meet them, be like, ah, I believe, and then be sent back. So that's how I thought it was going to end. I just felt like so much of like the beginning before she makes it to New Mexico could have been like truncated, shortened. Um, Like I felt like we could have gotten there quicker. Um, And like, like I said, when I talked to you before we started, I was like, I don't I just don't care about the little kid part of it. Obviously, I know it's going to tie in and it did because we have to know about her father and um, we have to know about the beach in Pensacola. Yep. And there's also this. I think there are some like kind of unanswered questions here, too. Like um, Haddon, who's played by John Hurt. Was he controlling her life this entire time? Was he an alien? I feel like he was an alien. (laughs) Yeah, I. It was kind of crazy at the end how they're just like, oh, it was a giant hoax by Haddon. I mean, it wasn't right, but but it's funny how it kind of was like it was hinted at that. And then she was like, holy shit, was it (laughs) like that's crazy enough to like it actually might be. Well, because Haddon has this one line where he's like, your father was told to focus you on science and like exploration. It's like, who? I guess maybe teachers is like the normal explanation, but it was like, was it him? Because he just has all these home videos. It's like, where did he get these? And he has the resources and the money to pretty much do that. But then what's the guarantee of like, is it because he basically fostered her into never giving up? So he's like, if I can foster someone of, of like, pretty good intellect to never give up then eventually i found it questions if he if he does if he did that to her how many kids out there he has like the same thing he just he didn't know which one was gonna work so he just like put his he's like charles xavier with the x-men but instead of like recruiting them and they have powers he just like has them remotely everywhere he just wanted to get back home um i think we should just start from the top so it starts with a young Jenna Malone, who I was like, all right, how is this going to connect? I didn't realize it was supposed to be Jodie Foster. Uh, I thought they did a good job. I thought 
that was a convincing young old actor playing each other. Well, except I knew who it was. So it's like she doesn't grow up to look like Jodie Foster for me. So like, I let mean, let me tell you something about Jen Malone is that I, she's for me, she's an actress that I thought would have become way more famous because I thought I think she's really talented. I just don't see her much of in anything anymore. I think she went a more like independent route. By the way, when you said that and like people can't see your face, but I thought you were going to be like, I want to bow and shut him alone is what you're going to say. Like the way you said it was very, I had no idea which way you were going to go. I meant to say it in a way that could scare you. Yes. Oh, got you. So it starts with her and she's on what, like a, like a, a ham radio or yeah. what? Okay. Yeah. And she's talking to some dude, a random gentleman in Pensacola. <laughs> Who her dad is like, you got to talk to more random people all the time, honey. Yeah, what's funny is I thought she was going to be the one to make contact because the dad's like, that's the farthest you've reached out. <laughs> I thought Jenna Malone was going to somehow start this whole thing where she <laughs> contacted aliens. Um, but it actually turns out it was Hitler who did it. So, Which is uh, so interesting how they went that route. Dude, uh, yeah, they like today you could not make that like the major plot. It was like funny how they brought it back. But like when they first showed the picture, I was like, is that a fucking swastika? Yeah. yeah. I was like, it's probably not. And there's like, oh, no, it is. <laughs> and it is. Yeah, because it's <laughs> it's like an inverse, like a negative look at a swastika. And and Taylor and I had the same thought. <laughs> we looked at each other and we're like, that looks like a fucking swastika. And then it was. <laughs> we just flip shit. Yeah. So I think now we, we just jump to Puerto Rico. That satellite, I can't find anything that confirms this, but I'm like 99% sure. Also, I didn't do a whole lot of work mm-hmm. to figure it out. But that's the satellite from GoldenEye. I think that's also, and now I've done also no research in, in knowing this, but I think that's also the satellite in that one episode of X-Files. I mean, probably who's gonna who's gonna doubt you who is Uh, gonna challenge us you know what the other thing they don't really explore is like there's this sort of like tom scared who plays david drumlin is sort of like a a father figure for her kind of and i thought there was going to be some mention of like in a two and a half hour movie you would have time to like why does he act like her dad i am your father but he also he also is like without like committing major crimes is just like one of the scummiest people in a movie. I've never seen a more like bond villain esque character, but just in a normal role, he never kills anybody. He never, he ne- never does anything really bad, but he's right. just a bad person. Right. Uh, like in this, like, Every move he makes is to just fuck over our protagonist. There's not a redeeming quality about him. Except that he dies. Well, no, but he he helps her get to where she wants to get to. Not purposely. No, perp- like he builds the other thing. What he other bi- thing? The other transport. The one in Japan? Yeah. That's Haddon, not Drumlin. Oh, I'm getting them mixed up. Yeah, Drumlin's the dude who like... Oh, Drumlin is the fucking asshole. Him. <laughs> oh, I yeah. fucking hate him. But that's what I'm saying. Like, oh. for someone who doesn't... He's such an evil character for someone who doesn't really do anything like 
illegal or bad, really. Such a scumbag. Yeah, I, I, sorry, I got mixed up on the characters on on on. What I was you like, where are about. you? I need you. I need you to have my back on this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're not no, no, there no. for me. I agree with you. He. It's just like when he dies, you. I got up and cheered. Well, that's not good. <laughs> I was just like, I'm so glad that douchebag. A dead. lot of other people died with him. Yeah, including the other douchebag of the movie. Who? Oh, well, the he was religious guy. Yeah, uh, Gary Busey's son. I mean, he was he was intending on killing that's himself, his, so he kind of son. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, I keep I keep thinking it's his brother. No. Can I talk to you about candy sausage? Sure, yeah, I don't know what that means. Sure. Oh no, you don't get that joke. You haven't seen that Gary Busey clip going around the internet where he uh, looks absolutely like Solomon Grundy. <laughs> No, I haven't. No, okay, I'll send it to you later. I mean, you could tell me Gary Busey looks like anything right now. Yeah, but Jake Busey. Also, we're gonna get into it later. But why is Rob Lowe doing a Southern accent in this? How is Rob Lowe even in this for two seconds? I bet you it's because they're filming it. Like they're probably just filming at the same place that uh, West Wing is. So they're just like, all right, we'll just keep him. Although I don't even know timing if that makes sense, but we'll just keep well, him over here. He had kind of a controversy back in the 90s where he was put out, right? Like he wasn't allowed to act. Maybe this was like slowly bringing him back into the fold. I don't remember that. I don't. My Rob Lowe knowledge is probably not up to yours. Uh, standards. I also for a while thought Angela Bassett was the president. <laughs> and then she should have been, dude. And then Clinton steps up. Yeah. Angela Bassett's fucking great in this. We need but, to talk about Clinton. So I read that Zemeckis originally offered Sidney Poitier to be the president, which is just like such an obvious choice. To be like a fake president or to like play Bill Clinton? Well, you know, a lot of people considered Bill Clinton the first black president. So, but no. Yeah. So <laughs> they, was, as it was coming out of my mouth, I was like, wait, Sydney Poitier is black. Never mind. <laughs> yep. Yeah, there we go. So, but he turned down the role to be in the Jackal, which is funny because Matthew McConaughey dropped out of the lead role in the Jackal, which I think went to Richard Gere, if that's considered the lead role, probably in order to be in this movie. Isn't Richard Gere quite a bit older than McConaughey? I'd say so, yeah, probably. But I don't know. I think not enough for it to matter in that instance. That's interesting. Because I learned during this film that McConaughey was 29 years old during this. Also, the hair, man. Like, coming off of coming off of A Time to Kill, and I don't know what you were doing with the hair in this. It was yeah, like an in-between. It wasn't short, Yeah, and he didn't let it get long enough. I think it got better when he was like appointed counsel to the president. Like he had to get a cut and like it brush. started out. It looked like, you know how like women, when they get a little bit older, they have to cut their hair shorter and shorter. Like that's what it looked like. He was in that like late thirties, early forties stage where he's like, Oh, just li- like small to medium hair that he had going. It, I didn't I mean, he's a good looking man. So he doesn't need me to tell him. <laughs> um, and then also uh, William Fitchner, who plays Kent Clark, who plays a blind man who at first like did not realize what he was doing there. I was like, why is he acting like that? Yeah, I thought maybe he was acting. He was playing autistic. But he wasn't. He was blind. Yeah, well, no, I, I think yeah, he was playing blind and just like they were playing up the like, oh, other heightened senses thing that blind people. That and also, I mean, he's like he works in the same department as as um Jody Foster and everyone else. So he's like a bit of a nerd. I don't know. I mean, the whole thing was going 
in a i mean it was an, an interesting character also can we talk also about how these characters except for maybe jodie foster's character their names felt reversed like you had kent clark and then you had palmer joss with joss palmer sounds like a much better name mm-hmm. well yeah well josh doesn't sound like anything it's not a real thing but yeah joss, i agree joss whedon yeah, it's not a real person. <laughs> okay, okay. So, but no, I agree with you. Um, so Jodie Foster is comes to the satellite, and she just right out and says, yeah, I'm looking for little green men. Um, and the next day, Matthew McConaughey starts chatting her up, and he, like, knows everything about what she does, and he's, like, trying to, he wants to interview her boss, who, like, she seems to still have, that's what's also weird. She has this affection for him, even though, like, in the beginning, at least, even though he's like constantly like belittling what she does. And then Mc- like McConaughey or her boss, her boss belittles what she does. Oh, it's yeah, like, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. You're, you're wasting your time. And then he cuts the funding because he's like, you're wasting your career. I have to stop you. And it's like, what is what? Why? Why are you? It'd be it'd be one thing if you're just like, it's a waste of taxpayer money. But to be like, I'm doing this for your benefit. It's just it's this weird like patriarchal thing that i don't understand their relationship that and also like what did mcconaughey want with him he's he wanted to interview him and then he like fucking like disses him the first time they meet and he's like you think that was my interview and i'm like yeah buddy well and they knew each other too right because he's like oh pastor joss preacher preacher man Yeah. yeah and then this is funny too so obviously they bang and um oh because they bang because matthew mcconaughey gives a line spoken by her father earlier in the movie it was that but then also i think it i was like why did she immediately just want to fuck him because it was like the movie was like the way she looked at him after and there was also a line where he like basically like said he had given up religion sort of not religion. He couldn't do the whole celibate thing. That's right. All oh, right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So the celibate thing, he's like, I can't do it. So then she bangs him. But then she just immediately is like, I'm yeah, you can leave me your number. I'll call you and yeah, just hang out. And she, like, she's like, do you want to go to dinner? No. He's like, oh, well, no. At first, he's like, hey, we're going to do we'll do this like hike later. And she's like, no, nah, no, nah, um, I can't do that. And she's like, well, what about what about dinner? And he, she's like, I don't think so. <laughs> just so, and then immediately it was like a flashback to her dad. So I think it was like attachment issues and daddy issues for her. Like, I think that's what the movie was trying to say. Well, because he also, he also said something about her father and that made her leave. He grabbed a photo of off of her like um, bed, po- like a uh, headboard. Her headboard was like a bookshelf and he has a fo- she has a photo of her father there. He grabs it. And he's like, is this your dad? And she's like, yeah. And I'm sorry. I assume they banged on the bed. Just going to like have a With, photo of your dad staring at you while you bang. You know, what I was also thinking of, I'll just get to it now. And I mean, it, it eliminates it a little bit because it was actually just an alien looking at her. But when they're at the end and the dad alien dad is like, you have your mother's hands. I was like, that's like a borderline, like, what body part can you comment on? It's like, oh, you have your mother. Like, like you have it's your mother's eyes, ass. Dude. <laughs> like, 
It's <laughs> I know, but that's what I'm saying. So if you're like, you have your mother's eyes, it's like, all right, that's not creepy. But if you're like, you have your mother's lips, it's like, that's weird. Your mother's hands is like a borderline weird thing to say. <laughs> yeah, but how does the alien know she has her mother's hands? That's, well, they've been watching, I guess. I don't know. Or maybe it's just, maybe the alien's just like, it's just, that, that that actually is kind of an explanation. It's just like, they've taken in so much of like our media and they're like, say she has her mother's hands. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. I'm keeping that. Uh, what are you going to do with it? <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm keeping that as canon. Like, that is what happened. Oh, okay, got you. Um, so then he cuts her funding. And so she and William Fitchner have to go find funding and she i guess we're supposed to know that she went to a bunch of investors and then she goes to her last one and they say no so then she screams at everybody and apparently that's why he decides to give her money i kind of love it too because his company is called magellan i just it's a great name but also in retrospect i don't know why she had to scream at them because he had been following her yeah Mm -hmm. or maybe he maybe he did all that research after i don't understand like why her screaming in retrospect, it doesn't make sense that her screaming is he's like, all right, give her the money. She's passionate. I mean, when a woman throws a fit, you have to you have to give in. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't I don't mean that at all. That's a joke. I'm sorry. The, view, the views of Alon do not represent. Um, so then she gets to New Mexico and this is where the movie like really kind of starts for me. It was kind of like like you said earlier you like you couldn't guess what was going to happen in the movie. Right. And that first like 30 minutes, I had no clue where this was going to go. I obviously remembered like the cover of the movie where she is with all those satellites in New Mexico. I didn't know it was in New Mexico at the time, but like when she gets to that point, I was like, all right, now here we go. And it was kind of a little bit more predictable at that point. Like we've kind of seen like with independence day, like the, uh, the thing, the, uh, the beeps coming in and they're like, Oh, what does this mean? So I, I could see the movie going there quite early on because I was like, they have to make contact with aliens, right? Um, where I was like, what the fuck is this movie? Was when the terrorist guy, Jake Busey, blew up the transporter and killed Drumlin and everyone, and, and like the fucking shrapnel goes everywhere, which is super cool. Super cool. Very well done for 1997. Um, so it's like th- being thrown everywhere projects dead in the water and then she gets like private jetted up into the air and he like meets her and he's like i'm bestowing all this knowledge upon you and i'm gonna fund you and i'm gonna pull you out of this thing i'm like this is a hold this is like all of a sudden a spy espionage movie well you've mixed up parts of the movie which is not uncommon for you but he brings her on the jet when he's gonna when he shows her how to decipher the thing Oh, yeah, 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 you're right. He talks to her in her hotel room from a Russian space station or possibly the International Space Station and then shows her that they just decided to build a second one in Japan uh, and that she's going to, they still want an American to do it. That's right. That's right. That's right. Because um, he's in he's in fucking outer space at that time. Um I was also like why is why did they shave John Hurt's head and then you find out he's like has cancer like when he dies at the end of the movie. So insensitive. The movie? No you. Why? No I'm Cause, kidding. Cuz I didn't know. 
Um, it's also, so she's in New Mexico and then they're like, everyone's against us and we only have three months left. And then the next day she hears the, the noise, maybe even that night she's like, hears the noise and she's like, this is everything. Um, and then she goes to the white house and she, like, they think, oh, she's going to like be the one to talk to the world. And then Drumlin just basically steps in and like starts stealing her thunder. And it's like, you also have fucking... James Woods hmm. playing an asshole. And now like he just sort of does that in real life. But like it's the part he's born for. <laughs> I yeah, I have to digest everything you said because he I mean, he also plays one of the most famous Disney villains to ever be. Hades, you think Hades is I don't want to rank Disney villains right now, but I don't know that he's top five. Top 10. Possibly. Okay, fine. But, but I mean, yeah. So, and he plays a great, you know, when he's talking, I'm just listening. I'm just hearing Hades. No, the, the voice, the voice is very distinct and good. And it's very assholeish. I love when they see the Hitler villain, the Hitler video. And he just goes, okay. <laughs> like calls the <laughs> army people back in. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. How, how he dismissed them just a few minutes uh, earlier, and he's like, "Troops, men, come here." Also, I so I was thinking too. So the scene where she hears the noise and is calling into the guys at the at the base, and is like, "You know, I need you to do this and do this, do this, do this." It kind of reminded me of Apollo thirteen that we just did, where it's like I'm understanding nothing that's being said, but it's all very interesting and climactic, and like I'm like, oh, this is cool. I like and, how uh, she's talking to them through the radio, just to be like in the room. Like you don't, we don't know because the way the f- shot is framed up, we don't know if they're in the. She's in the room with them, but then she's like talking on the radio, and she turns and then puts down the radio, and then she continues with her instructions. No, yeah, exactly. Um, and then like the sound stops. And you're like, oh, shit. And I was like, but were they not recording this? Do we not know what it is? Like, what? why does it matter that it stopped and then it starts I, up again? I would think it would be a really good thing that it stopped, right? Because if it stopped, that means something stopped it. And if it just kept going, maybe it was just a phenomenon that was like picked up. Yeah, but I think the point also is that like in order for them to send this, it has to travel so long. So they may have sent it. You know, maybe they didn't know how the Hitler thing turned out. So they sent it. <laughs> And then, like three right. years later, they get World War II footage, and like, oh fuck! Oh shit! We gotta take. We gotta get. Sorry, footage <laughs> we did back. not. We didn't realize. Like was, you, you guys sent it to us. I, when uh, when they decipher the static and it's the swastika. Before that, when they were like counting the beeps and it was prime numbers, I was even. I even got excited. I was like, oh shit! It's prime numbers, which means that it's like it's a it's a. Um, it's on purpose. It's like an on purpose pattern, you know? Yeah. If it was, if it was even numbers or odd numbers or some shit like that, it could have been like a, still a coincidence. No, no. Yeah, I agree. Um, so we, we talked about Clinton being in this and then Drumlin and Woods or some, for some reason, like teaming up together as team men to be like, Oh, Drumlin's going to take, take over. And then I was really happy when Angela Bassett, who I don't know what her job is, but it she seems like she's does. pretty high up in the white house. Secretary of Defense. I just like how she like, you know, just lays it out on the table and is like, nah, nah, she's still going to be involved because this was her discovery. Um, also, like, 
James Woods, like, we have to think about American lives, you know, if these people are trying to blow us up. And I was like, that's like such a movie thing to be like the evil senators, like only thinking about American lives instead of just like, oh, this could kill the world. Like the other lives matter too. Um, mm-hmm. I just thought it was, it's a, like a nice little thing they put in there. Um, and then she, yeah, he, she goes to meet Hurt, who never lands his plane, I guess. And we find out later when he's on the space station, he thinks that the zero gravity and the no atmosphere like prolong his cancer, like make it so he'll survive longer. Right, right. And there's a there's a line that he gives while he's on the plane to her. It says something along the lines of uh, people wish like my enemies wish I will leave this earth and soon they will get their wish. But it's funny because the next time he's in space, so they got their wish, but he's just not dead. You also think that maybe they did the cancer, he's bald thing to create like a Lex Luthor vibe. Jodie Foster is Superman. Oh, no, but there's Ken Clark. There's Ken Clark. Oof. I, I mean, I don't think he's Superman. And instead of being Superman, he's blind. Now, Matthew McConaughey is Superman. That would have been... Just a laid back Superman. It's like, like Darwin, right, I'll stop right, that. I'll, right. st- I'll stop that crime over there. Don't you don't you worry. He's just in outer space as like a asteroid is heading to Earth and he's like, mm, mm. Also, what did you think? I'm gonna cut you off. What did you think about William Hurt? Like I thought it was a really cool moment when they couldn't get the pages of the code to work, and then he's like, It's a cube. <laughs> like, and then shows it on the thing. Okay. Okay, I'll tell you something really funny about that scene and my experience watching it is I watched it with subtitles. Did you watch it with subtitles? I usually do. I don't remember if that part had it. So I watched it with subtitles and it goes, you have to think like a vegan, but it it was spelled like a vegan. Yes, that did happen to me too. I was like, what the fuck does he mean? (laughs) Me too. And it took me way too long into the movie. Like when they built the transporter (laughs) and they're like, we're going to contact the vegans. And I was like, why? What the fuck? I was like, oh shit, the vegans. Because it's Vega. You stupid fuck. This anti-meat bullshit propaganda. You have to think like them to know how to fold a piece of paper. So then with this information, she goes to debrief the White House. But then Drumlin like sort of takes over again. You're like, this fucking... asshole and then woods is also an asshole and then i mentioned rob lowe's southern accent that he has going for no reason and it's not it's not what i would call good he's also an asshole you know what i also liked about this movie and this is a thing larry king loved to be the news guy in movies during the 90s Oh God! Anytime you wanted Larry King to do your movie, Larry King would do your fucking movie. Like I'm pretty sure he did Ed TV with Matthew McConaughey, and like that's like that's below his station. But he's like, no, I'll do that too. He did he did it all. If you called Larry, Larry was going to be in your movie. Nowadays, I feel like it's Anderson Cooper. Well, Wolf Blitzer will pretty much take any. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Wolf, Wolf will and Anderson Cooper, and then sometimes. What's her name? Greta. Van oh, Susteren? Van Susteren? Greta... That's her name? I don't know, man. <laughs> Ruth Bader Ginsburg. No, uh, Greta Van Susteren. I think that's her name. Don Lemon's looking for stuff to do. He'd probably do it. Mm. So then we get to a party and she's like, I need a really nice dress 
And I'm like, what a bitch. You could have had him back then. What are you doing? Like, what? what is this? This is your, you know, I guess you said it was daddy issues early, earlier. Um, and then she's talking with Matthew McConaughey about God. And she's like, you know, Occam's razor, which gets used against her later. Um, and then he's basically just like, well, I wouldn't want to live in a world without God. And that was like, mm. I don't know. It kept having this back and forth with that. But I was like, it kind of felt like the movie was not saying as much about that. Or, I mean, I guess there was the arc, but I don't know. I think that part was, could have been done a little better, I guess is my overall. I think one of the more interesting points of that conversation was when he asked her if he loved, if she loved her father, she goes, yeah, of course. And he goes, prove it. Yeah. He goes, and she, what she should have said is we banged with a picture of him over your head. And, and that should have been proof enough. Yeah. And then they decide that they're going to build the machine and Drumlin comes out and he's just like, I just want to let you know, da da da. And she's like, Oh, he's going to be on the fucking committee to decide. He's like, no, he resigned because he wants to go. And we're like, this fucking asshole didn't even believe in aliens. And now he's like, I should go talk to the aliens. Can I ask you how a 29 Matthew McConaughey got onto like the board of the presidents to decide to like be one of the deciding votes of this factor? Um, I mean, he was an author. I think they do a, like a little news bit about his rise to become like the presidential advisor on like religion and stuff because he he just became like a guy who like talked and people listened. And so then he kind of, you know, Clinton brought him in. I don't know what Rob Lowe was doing there because Rob Lowe was pre- like clearly playing a conservative figure. And this was the Clinton presidency, although I guess back then, I don't know, people could cross over a little bit better than yeah. now. It was in such a defining line, but the the thing too is like, oh, did we ever talk about exactly like Clinton was in this for sure? Like he said those lines in front of a green screen, and they put no, it no, in. no, no, no. They took so he was talking about like a Mars rover, and so Zemeck. I should have finished that part earlier. He was talking about a Mars rover. So after Sidney Poitier declined. Zemeckis was like, fuck, I can just use this footage. This would be great. And so they just, you can kind of tell, like, especially like the last time we see Clinton in this movie, like, it's just gibberish. Like, it doesn't, it like barely connects to the movie. <laughs> it's just like, they just <laughs> cut it in. I didn't know if you like filmed it at the White House and they just sent the post guys the footage and they cut it in with him because he interacts with William Hurt. But then again, it could have just been fucking. You mean William Hurt? When did he interact with Hurt? Isn't wait, sorry, isn't Hurt played by isn't Drumlin played by Hurt? No, no, Hurt plays Haddon. Oh, he's unrecognizable in that role. Wow. Yes, Tom Skerritt plays Drumlin. Okay, so doesn't he interact with Drumlin? It's he's cut in. It's like green screen type stuff. Yeah, but he says something to him. I mean, it could have been voiced over by like uh, someone who yeah, there could have been a million ways. But Bill Clinton did not like audition for this film. I think he had other stuff going on at the time. Um, no, no, yeah. They just, they just, I think, grabbed some of the stuff. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't find anything that did. Since we're talking about the cool things that the editing team done, uh, has done, I have to say that one of the things that put this uh, movie on my radar, pun intended, is that uh, is that one shot with Jenna Malone running up the stairs into the medicine cabinet 
and it's this like one of the coolest shots in cinema and because the you don't know how the camera ends up in the reverse shot of the medicine cabinet opening and closing but you do yeah i looked it up because you were like really thought it was really cool and you're like didn't you notice it and i was like i don't remember that much because i don't remember probably uh the long shot of ellie as a child running up the stairs to get medicine was filmed as a normal shot would have been then flipped and placed in the mirror which at the time of shooting was a blue screen placement in the cabinet holy oh wow well that's cool and there you go it's it's less impressive when you break it down like that but and when you're reading it too you come off as like did you know that Burger King foot lettuce is <laughs> foot lettuce? What the fuck does that even mean? I'm so into the meme world and you're not. I'm sorry. Oh, really? Okay. By the way, also, uh, uh, Greg Gumbel, Brian Gumbel, one, whichever of the Gumbels wears glasses. Yeah. He also will do your movies all the time. And, um, he has this back and forth with her when she's trying to be with the candidate to go into space. And, uh, you know, how, how do you know these aliens are so smart? And she's like, well, you have to have a little. And he's like, faith? Like, it's like a gotcha moment. <laughs> it's almost like someone you don't who... You not know anything. <laughs> it's almost like who's someone who doesn't believe in God. And they're like, you can't, you can't ever believe in anything. And you can't have faith in anything ever. <laughs> right, no, exactly, yeah. And if you do, well, then you obviously believe in God. Do you, you fucking think, liar. Do you think the sun's going to come up tomorrow? <laughs> Asshole? Um... There's also then just... Do you love your father? How much do you love your father? So then Matthew McConaughey leaves her like a note to meet her. She goes and meet meets him. And then they like just start heavily making out in the park. And I was like, is she going to get caught? And that ha- that's how she's going to get kicked off? Because there's going to be some sort of like, oh, you were fucking some dude on the committee, so you shouldn't go. But instead, you can tell Matthew does not want her to go palmer joss yeah and so the next day he asks her if she's believes in god and then they were like 95 percent of people in the world believe in a in a god and a higher power i was like that seems high yeah um yeah but i don't know maybe we're not th- we're we're thinking uh of just white people so mm, maybe um also like she is in a group of other candidates to go in this thing with what is it two other americans well one backed out yeah and one backed out and one backed out and then is she the only woman or was there another woman i I don't remember any woman i mean i knew it was going to be her tom scarrett so i did not track the rest of the people but my question to you is if this movie was made nowadays uh how many women do you think would be in this team it would still be just her because it'd be a comment on the patriarchy and how women, you know, don't get chosen for things like that. Oh, okay. Well, if it was, then I think it would be like no competition that she would get chosen. I don't know. I don't know what kind of statement you're making on on wokeism. <laughs> um, so Matthew then comes to her hotel and is like, "I couldn't pick someone who doesn't believe in God." And it's like you couldn't pick someone, but you'll fuck her, <laughs> like. You draw the line in different places. Um, well, and then yeah, she's and it's revealed that he loves her and that's why he didn't do it. But no, I, yeah. that was that was obvious from the get go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then she's like, I told you the truth. Drumlin told you what you wanted to hear because then Drumlin's like 
mentions God in his speech, and then he mentions God. Times. Every, he mentions God every time he does an interview after that. Um, and then she hands him the compass that I guess she's kept this entire time, and it's like, I've always loved you, even though I just wouldn't call you because of my issues. Um, and then we get to the, the bomb by, uh, Jake Busey. And, um, that's just a fucking crazy scene out of nowhere. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. And what's even like nuttier about it is like this whole scene reminds me of the movie we just watched Apollo 13, where they're in the command post and they're talking them through and it's a test, right? It's a test with Elmer, the, the dummy. And, Drumlin is up there and he's like, wow, can you feel these vibrations? These are crazy. And then no one else could feel these vibrations. And I was like, oh, is that something? And then it blows up and they never mention that again. I guess that wasn't anything. Well, it wasn't because all the people started making fun of him. They're like, oh, look at him hamming it up for the cameras, like trying to get his 10 minutes of fame. Um, They grab Busey and they have him, but then they let him get his hand loose to blow it up. Dude, your life is on the line. You do not let that guy get his hand on the fucking thing, man. First of all, I've seen enough movies to know that that's a dead man trigger. And it wasn't. His hand was off of it. He had to press it. Oh, I thought he had to press it and let go. I thought no. that was the thing. Well, either way, they had his hand off of it, and then he presses it. Oh. Your yeah. life is on the line. And then after that, the guy in the NASA, like in the in the control room was like, all right, everybody, get back. We got to act like professionals. He's like, dude. You just saw a terrorist attack. You almost hit like the blow almost got you guys in there. Like, I don't know. I'm going to take a few minutes. I might even leave for the day. That's like, that might be <laughs> a, a day. That's like a wrap on my day. I'm not, not going to act professionally. Oh, can I ask you something? How, how many people do you think died in that explosion? I mean, at least 20. Um, apparently it was a dozen. Yeah, I saw that too. I was like, that seems low. That seems low, right? Because <laughs> he was like, he was like, he, there he was, was shrapnel thrown at the crowd. I get all those people escaped un, unscathed. Just the camera work when it was like showing them how many people were in there. It just looked way more than that. And then what's funny too is like someone was yelling at Ellie, Jodie Foster, and was like, billions of dollars were spent on this and a dozen people died. And I was like, oh, well, if you put it like that, it's not really like a huge loss. The order of priority. Um, and then she gets a phone call from a Russian cosmonaut and Deus Ex Machina, we built a second one. <laughs> so the movie Dude, keeps going. That reveal, I have to say it was cool. That reveal where it pans to his his ship, uh, his spaceship window, and then you could see it from the thing. I was like, all right. It was cool. It was very cool. I um I thought they were just gonna start building a new one. I didn't you know so like the, the movie they... has no time. This is already a two and a half hour run. Well, yeah, but they skip through a lot of things. Like there's a lot of time jumps in this movie that, that you don't really notice. I when sh- when he gave her the funding to like continue this, and now she's in New Mexico with the satellites, and the four years later thing pops up. I was like, wow. Was that in the beginning? No, that was when she goes to New Mexico. Yeah, yeah, in the begin in the beginning part I, of New Mexico, because she goes back to New Mexico. Oh yeah, so, in the beginning, and it's like four years later. Like she's been at this for four years, and finally she hears something. Yeah, but she four years, but she only has three months left. So she gets there, and she's like, "I don't want to take anything in the ship. They told me not to." And they're like, "Well, you, you don't get to fucking go." And then so she gets in there, and she's like, "There shouldn't be a seat." And they're like, "There has to be a seat." And then immediately she gets out of the seat, and the seat like 
goes up and like into the top like that like they break off the seat the aliens do i guess and they're like you don't fucking need a seat we told you no seat i wish there was a scene where it showed like the seat being sucked up and like like destroyed because i i I think that would have been more powerful in showing like the aliens know what they're doing because then if because she manually gets herself out of the seat right yeah to go get the compass yeah it would have been cool then like the seat like gets and like destroyed and it's like oh if she stayed in that seat she would have died i i thought that would have been cool if it was shown that way so then she looks out her window and oh also uh fitchner playing the the blind guy has a critical role where his blindness and super hearing he's like no i hear her because the uh the guy's about to push the abort button um, which I wonder if that would have even worked. Like, were they even in control of it anymore that the aliens sort of taken over? But I guess she needed to drop in. Um, and then <laughs> the acting in the part where she's like, a celestial body, poetry. They should have sent a poet. It was real bad. Like, there had to be a better take than that. I don't think it was her acting. I think it was the line. Like, Poetry. Okay, maybe it was her acting. I mean, I get what they were going for. And I think in the moment, it was pretty powerful. Here's what I don't understand. Why does she have to go through so many goddamn wormholes? She's like, well, they sent me this wormhole. It's like the fucking fucking highway exits. It's like, just send her through the wormhole and just poop her out on the beach. Have you ever created a wormhole? No. Don't tell other people how to create wormholes. Fine. Okay. Do you think that uh, McConaughey's like, man, she got to go through these wormholes. That's why he signed up for interstellar. He was like, I want to fucking do that. You know, actually the, the comparison to what happens at interstellar and these, I was like, why is Matthew McConaughey in so many of these goddamn movies? And Matt Damon too. And also like the whole thing, like I thought they were actually going to pull an interstellar when, when he's like, you know, if you go through there, it'll be four years for you, but 50 years here on earth, are you willing to throw, throw away your life? And she was like, yeah, I am. He was like, "Fuck, okay, fine. Let's." Uh, are you gonna Are you gonna bang me when I'm 50 years older than this? That's what I need to know. Um, but, but what's crazy is that it's like, I guess because in her mind she, here, I don't get it. So I guess 18 seconds. No, sorry. How many seconds passed on Earth? Just very few, but it was like, like 18 minutes. No, it was. Oh, they said it was like a second. She just fell through and it malfunctioned, well, sure. right? So it was like a, a second. Oh, no, but they said that that she went out of communication for a second. That's what they said. She she went out of communication for a second. But then she's like, I had this whole conversation. It was not, it was like 18 hours or something. It wasn't. Then, no, well, no, it was 18, 18 minutes of of static. No, 18 hours. You're right. It was 18 hours, but it was only like a second to them. Right. Right, but didn't they say that the the wherever she was going, less time would have been spent than on past Earth? But it looked like it was reverse of that. It looked like more yes. time went over there than it did here. No, yeah, yeah, that's because yeah. they're powerful aliens. So, um, so she meets her dad, but it's not really her dad; it's an alien. And uh, she's like, "You're not real." He's like, "That's my scientist." And then uh, he's like, "You know, you contacted us. We were just listening. We didn't build this wormhole." We don't know who did, which is kind of a like God built it type thing. The movie does a thing that like happened in the 90s more than now where like 
it was more, I don't know, more down the middle where it could be like, oh, religious or science, right? Where today it would just be kind of more science-based. Um, kind of like the way Interstellar did it. I mean, it didn't even really touch that debate at all. Um, and he's like, you have your mom's hands. Your mom's hands. <laughs> your mom. <laughs> your mom's hands. There's a difference between you have your mom's hands and you have mom hands. It looks like you like clean up a lot of messes. Um, and then he's like, the only thing that makes emptiness bearable is each other, which is like, oh, so you just you want her to get back to uh, McConaughey. I see. Um, and then she goes home and like, this is where I was like, all right, well, wh- what's going to happen now? And it's just this whole public inquiry, which I'm like, what is the point of this? What is this going to like? She's not going to jail. You guys decided to spend the money at the White House. What is the what are we solving here? I'm also confused on how everyone in the U.S. knows about this. Uh, it got leaked purposefully or not, but it got leaked before she even went. I guess. Because McConaughey knew because he showed up and then Kent knew because he showed up. But then how did Kent get there? Do you feel like because his dog wasn't with him? McConaughey brought him, brought him. Okay, Mm -hmm. that makes sense. Uh, And then Woods decides to resign his post so he can head the public inquiry. Yeah, I don't know. Just so he can be an asshole. And I was just like, I don't know. I don't I mean that is probably the part I like the least just because I was like confused about what the point of it was like what if she denied that it all happened what do you I don't know what happens from this I mean it's like a lot of the government though like what what are they trying to do there are they actually accomplishing anything who knows who knows the world may never know um and then they go outside and uh she basically has like religious fans now like all those people that are waiting on her are like yeah. Christians who are like, that's my girl. Right. And then Matthew McConaughey defends her because of course he has to, because he is getting some tonight. Yeah. And he's like, I believe her. What I is he going to say? She is her. a lying whore. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, the part I didn't like about the end of the movie comes about right here where Angela Bassett and James Wood Woods has a talk about the footage and she's like, I need to talk to you about the footage. And he goes, yeah, that's static. All there was was static. First of all, I got so pissed at that, David. The aliens originally communicated them through a message in static. Right. The the Hitler imagery, right? Mm-hmm. And they're not going to take a second look at this. They're not. They're just going to be like static. Oh, bunch of shit. Bunch of static. They're going to be like, oh, maybe there's a message in here. But then... They didn't go that route to top it. He's like, yeah, she was only gone for a second and there was static. And then Angela Bassett's like, "Um, well, if she was only gone for a second, how are there 18 hours of static? And he's like, that is interesting, isn't it? So my question to you is, do you think they ever told her? No, and I think the money they gave her was sort of to buy her off because they were like, we just need this to go away. And like we, yeah, so we're just, it was either to buy her off or because they believed in her and they were going to let her keep going. I don't know. Because Woods seemed to have like a specific reason for being the asshole he was. So I don't know. And I don't know what that was. But, you know, it seemed like he was trying to like 
prevent people from believing this for some reason, which is funny because he was like, I don't know, he seemed pro faith too. So I don't really enter, I don't get what he was doing. He was just trying to be an asshole the entire time, just switching sides. Just he's like, what's the most assholeish side that I could take? Um, I didn't like the part where they revealed to the audience that there was 18 hours of footage. I kind of liked how, even for us, maybe it was like, oh, was it in her head? Was it kind of crazy? But now it's like gives you a definite answer like, oh, no, she definitely saw aliens. But then she herself has to just go off on the faith that she did. Yeah, but I mean, we know she definitely saw it. And so I don't know. I think it's are we supposed to believe? Are we supposed to believe that? It was not real because it happened to her. Maybe it happened in her head. So I don't know. Yeah, they said uh, hallucination. It's kind of crazy. But the part where I just wish they omitted was the 18 hours of static footage. I, I actually liked that reveal, but the, I didn't feel like they did enough with it. So like, OK, I, that's fair, too. Like I think I, I mean, like a lot of things in this, I think the ideas were good. It was like the way it was handled. And overall, it turns into like a kind of a like a 50 50 movie, but like that I enjoyed. Right. And like, I think there are movies that are like have a good idea and are not well done and it makes them bad. But this is like a movie that was like had really good ideas. The execution wasn't quite there in certain parts for me, but still overall, like I enjoyed. Yeah, I I respect I, I really liked it. I liked it a whole bunch, much better than Apollo 13. I don't know. I see. I liked Apollo 13 um, a little bit better, uh, especially like just the ending. I don't know. I didn't tear up in this one, you know, and oh, you I know did. me. I did. Did you? At I what did. point? When she was on the beach with her dad um, and she looked up and then all the other beings were being like sucked into the wormhole and he was like we're not alone and then she's like that's my answer i don't know it was like a i thought it was emotional i guess i can see that um so i read that jillian anderson and uma thurman were considered for ellie and then rafe fines was considered for palmer joss which he would have been good at he would also been good for drumlin yeah, but he's got that British about him that, yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, obviously would have been would have been good. Apparently, Jack Nicholson turned down a role. Um, And yeah, that's really all I have. I do have to say that, you know, earlier I said that I think Jenna Malone is should should get more recognition than she has been or just be put in more things because she's very talented. I just read that she's actually going to be in Zack Snyder's new thing, Rebel Moon. So, which is like a Star Wars thing esque sort of thing when it's I think it's hyped up pretty big. So I take it back. I guess she's she's going to be in that. It's like the discount Dune. So um, also the at the end of the movie, it says for Carl, which was for Carl Sagan. Sagan who yeah. Wrote the book that is based on famous astronomer. I always get I Carl just... Sagan mixed up with the comedian. Who? I Carl something, I think, right? No, wait. Are you thinking of the guy from Full House? Bob Saget? Is that what you're thinking of? No, I'm not thinking of Bob Saget. 
Well, thanks for listening to another episode of I Finally Watched. This is David. And this is Alon. And I finally... We finally watched. We finally watched Contact.